On today's episode of Locked On Spartans, we have a coaching change on the Michigan State football staff. Let's go. You are Locked On Spartans, your daily podcast on the Michigan State Spartans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Locked On Spartans. It is Tuesday, January 19th. The year is 2021. I am your host, Will Hunter, joined by my co-host who think quarterback wins our stats, Matt Sheehan. Not entirely. No, you do. You do. You just, you do and you're dumb, so just admit no, it. No, I, I don't think that they're entirely a stat, but yeah, is a quarterback the most important position on the field? Yes. I mean, look at the four quarterbacks that are in the playoffs still. You don't see a lot of schmucks uh, just you know, tooling around here. Uh, yeah, so to be a good quarterback, I think uh, that definitely determines a team success down the line. Is it the only thing? No, of course not. Yeah, so like a guy like Drew Brees only having one Super Bowl appearance ever. Are you saying Chad Henney's not a schmuck? Because Chad Henney got the Chiefs to the to the Super or the AFC Championship game. He crossed the finish. He he got handed the baton at the twenty-five mile marker and crossed the finish line. Yeah, he he had to bang out a mile uh, to finish the race. But yeah, yeah, sure, fine, whatever. I'm not going to do this today. (laughs) We were going to do this today until Mike Tressel. Yeah, well, uh, <laughs> Thank oh, you, Mike. Oh. We were against it, yeah. <laughs> uh, always tough to lose uh, a good, smart defensive assistant. But uh, thanks, Mike. We needed some things to talk about. <laughs> Dear we, God. He, he did it for the content, he yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. What a guy, um, team player. Through Mike Tressel takes the defensive coordinator job at Cincinnati. If only there had been somebody telling you this was a possibility. If, if only there was a five-day-a-week podcast, Will, that was floating that out there if ahead only. of its time, Will. If only. No, we'll, uh, we'll react to that. Um, I think it's a great move for both parties, a smart thing, and I think it'll actually be something that could be really good for Michigan State. We'll get Matt's reaction as well. We're going to make fun of Cincinnati fans because I'm just done with them. And then uh, we're going to go through some names for a potential replacement and and what Mel Tucker might do now that he's got an open assistant coach spot. So that's the plan for today's show. Reminder to rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. You can find Locked on Spartans wherever you get your podcast. We do this every single day, five days a week, part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every single day. Nice. Love that, Will. Love it. Okay, Matt. All right, well. So, a few weeks ago, I was being a jerk on Twitter, being mm-hmm. very vague and secretive uh, when Marcus Freeman, Cincinnati's former defensive coordinator, was reported to be uh, interviewing with LSU and, and Notre Dame for their openings. I said, this is something to keep an eye on. I'm not going to say why, but I'll let you connect the dots. And it was just too much of a stretch for people, understandably. I got to remember that I'm a I'm the nerd here. I'm the one in the wrong for knowing these things. So I just started <laughs> posting pictures of Luke Fickle and Jim Tressel and a picture of Mike Tressel uh, as a GA at Ohio State and Luke Fickle as a special teams coach and Mike Tressel as a special teams GA at Ohio State. Just trying to make the connection for people that, hey, if and when Marcus Freeman leaves, I wouldn't be stunned if Mike Tressel was one of the first calls. And it seems like... He was one of the first calls Matt 
Trestle and Fickle go way back. Trestle is a very yeah. successful defensive coordinator in the Power Five. Got demoted. Not at all his fault. Total fluke. And he wanted to be a coordinator again. Cincinnati provides him an opportunity to do so. Fickle makes the call. Trestle's on his way. And I think this is a, a good thing for both sides. I'll, I'll sort of explain my reasoning yeah. there. But just what was your reaction when you saw this news come across? Yeah, I mean, after we talked about it a few weeks ago, it's kind of seemed the writing was on the wall, especially when that defensive coordinator position did open up at Cincy. And yeah, Trestle, he he is a little overqualified to be coaching <laughs> just a, a position group on defense. Um, so to see him take an opening at a pretty strong Power 5 school, we'll, we'll, we'll clown on Cincinnati G5. later. I'm sorry, G5. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. Thank not, you. Let's not give them credit for something. Pump the brakes here, right? <laughs> no, so, so to go high, G5. Yeah, thank you yeah, for definitely. correcting me. Um, yeah, hey, good for him, definitely. But as a fan, my mind immediately goes to like, who's the, who? Okay, give me a recruiter. Who, who's the big <laughs> name that's next? coming in here? Like, I know we threw around so many names last year, so many names last year. Uh, but you know, it was kind of late in the cycle. If you guys remember, I don't know if anyone recalls that this all happened in February last year. But hey, you know what? It's a little more acceptable to go out and go fishing for coaches. So maybe better luck this time with a clink scale, perhaps. So that's really my reaction. Is like, all right, hey, clink scale season, back in play, baby. Uh, let's get him. Let's get him the the second time here. But yeah, well, you're gonna drop some more names on us if uh, the whole clink scale thing can't work out. But yeah, that's that's the so prize, and that door's now open again. So that's that's exciting. Yeah, there had been whispers that this was something that. Could happen, and Trestle was, uh, I think, one of the two finalists, or three finalists, whatever, however many it was, for the Indiana defensive coordinator job. Gotcha. So I think Tucker kind of knew, and honestly, he probably knew going into the season <laughs> that sure. Trestle's going to want to get back to decoordinating as soon as possible. Like This is a mm-hmm. guy, 2018, Michigan State had like the number two or three SP plus defense. They were fourth in yards per play. Uh, it's probably the second best defense in the D'Antonio era behind 2013. 2019 wasn't quite as good, but was still top 20 in a lot of stats. I think 23rd in SP plus, 19th in yards for play. Another really good defense, 2017, which he co-coordinated with Harlan Barnett, was a really good defense. So like three of the top five or six defenses in the D'Antonio era, Trestle coordinated or co-coordinated with Harlan Barnett. And you know, Harlan Barnett, after 2017, left and got Florida State. Mm-hmm. And then Trestle had two really nice years, got demoted, and got Cincinnati. So, like, he kind of got screwed with probably more than anyone with the timing of D'Antonio leaving. And yeah. I don't think he ever really got a true sniff at potentially being the full-time head coach. He was interim for three weeks or whatever it was, but I don't think he was ever fully considered. Certainly not ahead of Tucker, certainly not ahead of Fickle. I don't even like Robert Salah. Uh, he might, he might've even been behind him. Like, I don't even know where he would have fallen in that hierarchy, but they did, you know, negotiate a two year deal for him to, to stick around during that time. But he was looking to get back to coordinating. He's a good coordinator with a good track record of power five. And this is something that I think makes a lot of sense for him because Matt, I don't know if you know this Mm -hmm. Luke fickle, kind of a a hot coaching candidate name. You think so? Yeah. Yeah. Not a, uh, not a terrible name to 
attach yourself to. So future uh, Tennessee volunteer head coach Luke Fickle, <laughs> that, that as well. Might, Put might. some respect on his name, please. Dear God, you have to. That might not be too far off. Actually, I, I, I might not actually no, be joking. <laughs> no, if he had issues with Michigan State being a bit of a mess. He's not getting near Tennessee. Save me, you please. Be, you can only use that excuse once. I know. They're 100% taking that job. I, it's, be it's being spoken so into existence now. But let's just say, for whatever, uh, we'll use James Franklin because everyone loves to say James Franklin. Let's say James Franklin takes the USC job next year. Okay. Goes yeah. to the NFL. Penn State's mm-hmm. open. Luke Fickle gets hired there. Who do you think is going to be his defensive coordinator at Penn State? So long as everything goes fine, which I assume it will because Cincinnati is returning a bunch of guys. And again, Mike Trestle has proven to be a pretty damn good defensive coordinator. Who do you think is going to be his DC at Penn State if he ends up there, Matt? Uh, Jim Bowman is available. Jim Bowman. Exactly. Jim Bowman. Beyond him, maybe maybe Trestle then. Yeah. 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 Maybe Trestle. No, I think he just, he, he sets him up. He sets himself up really well to kind of get back to where he was pretty quickly because sitting at MSU. Like, I don't know, if Scotty Hazleton takes a head coaching job somewhere, maybe Trestle's the obvious name to bump up to D.C., but, like, is that happening in a year or two? Probably not. And even then, it's like, I don't know. But, like, you got a sure thing D.C. with, like, one of the better, hotter coaching candidates who's uh, anticipated to have another good season and to have a lot of looks after a a non-pandemic year. Makes a lot of sense for him. And I think from Michigan State's angle, you know, you don't like losing a good coach. Like, hey, it's it's nice to have overqualified people. Uh, you know, you have a defensive coordinator as your secondary coach, or your safeties coach. You have a former defensive coordinator as your corners coach, right? You got a, just a, a lot of brains, a lot of experience on that side of the ball. So it's never fun losing a good coach, but I think, you know, Tucker would gets to put his stamp on more of the staff, right? Mm-hmm, right. Like, he tried to hire Steve Klinkscale, which we'll talk about, and he would have been a secondary slash safety slash DB coach. Like, who knows how that would have shaken out? He tried. He wasn't able to. Um, he's hired every single other person on the staff. Jim, Mike Tressel was the only one that was a holdover that remained at MSU the entire time. Like, right. Ron Burton left. Tucker got him to come back from Indiana. Yeah, yeah. Harlan Barnett was gone. Tucker got him to come back. So Trussell was the only one who was kind of, I don't know, sort of stuck in a limbo. And they're like, it was, I don't want to make this analogy because it's not fair. It's like a really nice, good version of you're at a bar. It's 2 a.m. The lights are coming <laughs> on and you look <clears throat> across and you're like, eh, eh. Like, yeah. You got to fill the spot on the staff. Trestle needed somewhere to work. It just made sense for them to hang out for a year. You got a good defensive mind. He's, he's coaching a little bit out of position, but he's still going to go do a good job. Players know him. Barnett knows him. Burton knows him. Help integrate the new staff. Like It, it just made sense to do, but it always felt like kind of a one-year holdover plan because he just... I don't know. He's not going to sit and coach safeties at Michigan State, right? He's going to go be a DC. Yeah, somewhere. clearly not. Yeah, right. he's going to go be a DC. So it makes sense. Good move for him. And Mel can kind of get someone who he wants in that spot. Again, not that he didn't want Trestle there, but it wasn't a priority. He wasn't the priority hire. 
someone with a little bit more recruiting traps, recruiting pedigree, someone who's naturally a defensive backs coach, someone who fits the ideals of like what he wants his staff to be, which we will talk about some candidates in just a little bit. But first, we're going to make fun of Cincinnati fans <laughs> in segment two. Matt? Well. Let's tell the people about betonline.ag. AG. Oh, man, my computer just freezes as I type in betonline.ag. Oh, hey, there fine. we go. Now no, we're back in alive. There we go. Well, we got championship weekend. We got a bunch of college basketball games, not including Michigan State, because Michigan State does not play until January 28th. We're not talking about that right now because we have plenty of time to talk about that because, again, Michigan State doesn't play until January 28th. So we'll get back to the basketball team at some point. Anyway, for the games that are going on, if you want to bet on them, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust. That's betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use promo code LOCKDOWN, one word, LOCKDOWN, and you're going to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit, Matt. Your first one, 50% welcome bonus. Free betting money, baby. That's big Free betting money. You got any lines up in front of you right now that that you like looking at? So speaking of games that aren't happening, we talk about Michigan State basketball. How about these games that aren't happening yet? They already have the Super Bowl spreads, Will. They Mm. have the Super Bowl spreads. They have all four possibilities with the spreads um, up up already. I know, which is uh, just blowing my mind right now. Uh, So if I had to pick, my guess is going to be it's Bucks chiefs So Chiefs minus three in the Super Bowl. But for this weekend, Will... Just gonna do the old uh, Tampa Bay Bucks plus four, Kansas City Chiefs minus three, two step here. I'm just gonna assume that Pat Mahomes is gonna be okay. They're gonna shoot him with some <laughs> oh. insane serum, and he's gonna be uh, okay. Hopefully, um, yeah, that's yeah. that's good. well, that's that's nice. You can get on those Super Bowl lines early with BetOnline.ag. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use promo code Locked On to get that 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit. BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. 2020 is mercifully over. It's time for a fresh start and a few more wins. If you're betting this year and want more wins, listen to Locked On Bets with your boy Q and Lee Sterling of Paramount Sports. They are picking college basketball, football, and NBA locks all winter long. Subscribe to Locked On Bets wherever you get your podcasts. Okay. All right. Matt. Mr. Hunter. I want you to, I'm going to give you like a this or that kind of okay. proposition and I want you to answer which is superior, okay? Yeah, yeah, okay. Okay. Cincinnati football mm-hmm. or Alabama football? Uh roll tide, Alabama football. Okay. I would say Cincinnati. Cincinnati okay. football or Clemson? Uh I'm gonna have to go with uh little old Clemson uh, okay. down in South Carolina. Yeah. I, I think Cincinnati. Um, okay. Are we talking Bengals or Wildcats or Bearcats? Bearcats. Cincinnati Wildcats. Bearcats. See, that's how little I care about Cincinnati. Cincinnati Bearcats or Ohio State? Oh, that's tough. That's mm-hmm. tough because Cincinnati did win more games this year than Ohio State mm-hmm. did. Um, give me the Buckeyes, though. I'm really going to okay. go against the grain here. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to go Bearcats there. What about like Cincinnati Bearcats just as a program or uh, LSU? Oh, I like LSU. Okay. I'm yeah. going to go Cincinnati. That's my okay. impression of a Cincinnati football fan. How'd you like it? Was <laughs> it good? Was pretty, honestly, yeah. Uh, for, for the few times I was on Twitter today, pretty bang on. Pretty good? Or, uh, anything pretty bang any, on? like screenshot from a message board. Uh, yeah, that was pretty spot on. Well done. What the well done. hell is wrong with these idiots? <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, 
Oh no! And you upset Will this much? You you know you really had a day online. <laughs> I I was I'm like I'm not gonna get into it with Cincinnati fans on the internet. There's plenty of no, we're above that. But here we are. Just <laughs> there's let, plenty, let's get into it though. <laughs> I I can sit there and like links will get sent to me. I'll inevitably something will end up in front of me where I get to see just like a thirty thread back and forth between a Cincinnati fan and an MSU fan just going back and forth and it I'll read it and I'll laugh. I cannot believe <laughs> I cannot believe that there are Cincinnati football fans who just hard think- stop stop right there. Hard stop right there. I can't believe there are Cincinnati football fans. <laughs> no. And Look, period. <laughs> they're a nice program. They are. They sure, win a sure, lot of games. Mm-hmm. Had a great year. Yeah, and had a fantastic year. Hit their ceiling, like as a program. With, like that's his. With game. that said, <laughs> with that said, Matt, that kind of, yeah, that kind of goes into like my only talking point of this whole thing. But yeah, every single football coach at Cincinnati who doesn't get fired leaves. <laughs> like they are sure. it's, it's Cincinnati. They yeah, are a stepping stone. A really good one. A really nice one. A fine one. Sure. Your coach can leave Cincinnati and go to Michigan State and become mm-hmm. one of the great coaches at Michigan State. Cincinnati right? coach can leave and go to Tennessee, take an SEC job. Can leave and go wherever Luke Fickle's going to go. Did yeah. uh, did Kelly um, coach there? That, that Doesn't that sound right? Oh, I always freaking forget. Like, Almost Brian, positive, yeah. yeah, yeah. Butch, J- Butch Jones did? Which, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, the freaking Grand Valley, Central Michigan, Cincinnati pipeline. It's like Bri- Bri- there's Brian so Kelly many did. crosses. Yeah, but Brian Kelly yeah. there. Your coach can go from Cincinnati to Notre Dame, right? It's a very nice stepping stone job. It's mm-hmm. absolutely a stepping stone. It's a G5 program that, yeah. like, there is just factual things about it. The budget is smaller. The revenue, the TV deals are smaller. The stadiums are smaller. The tickets are cheaper. The fan bases are smaller. The alumni bases are smaller, are less wealthy. That's just how it works. It's just factual stuff, and it's nothing to be ashamed or defensive about. Great for Cincinnati. You're one of the, what, five, seven best G5 programs over the last decade? Them, UCF, Boise, Memphis, I name another one. Like, good for you. That's great. Wonderful. You're still just not even on the radar. And for your fans to get as their DC, a former Power 5 defensive coordinator who coordinated like a top three defense in all of college football co-coordinated a college football playoff defense, a Big Ten champion defense, another defense that was like top 20 in 110 games, and another defense that was top 20 and had a catastrophically terrible offense, so they only won seven games or whatever it was. For you to get, like, that guy gets, you know what job that guy gets, Matt? Probably a better one than a G5 job. The head coaching job at Cincinnati. Yeah, that's a little better. Yeah, <laughs> that's, that's, that's a tad the job. <laughs> that's the job that guy gets. The The defensive coordinator at Michigan State gets the pit head coaching job, Matt. Yeah. yeah he gets the FSU defensive coordinator job, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't yeah. take a 
full step backwards to Cincinnati. And for you to get that as Cincinnati fans off a total fluke because Mark D'Antonio retired in the middle of February and left Mike Tressel completely out to dry in terms of a job for 2020. For you to get it because of a total, total fluke and because it just happened to line up with Marcus Freeman leaving and Luke Fickle happened to be friends with Tressel just because of that fluky crap. You get that guy for a year because let's face it, everyone's leaving after this season. For you to get that and for you to whine, oh, this guy stinks. Oh, he coached at Michigan State. He stinks. Oh, Fickle, he's so loyal to Trestle, he just gets a stinky, oh, vanilla Pretty good scheme. Southern Ohio accent, I gotta say. Oh, the, Trestle's beautiful. got a vanilla scheme, like, uh, They don't know what schemes are, that, that's such a buzzword that people throw around to act like they know what they're said, talking about. He didn't like Cincinnati when he left, oh, when he, 13 years ago, he said something snarky about Cincinnati, <laughs> Oh, man, you, Bearcats, what have you done to Will today? You absolute <laughs> idiot morons. <laughs> Shoot. Shoot. Um, the only thing I'm looking at, I'm looking at two things right here. The only thing I'm looking at is, uh, Will, these are the Week 17 CFP rankings right now. Um, mm. Just in case people <laughs> forgot, uh, Cincinnati, 9-0. This is actually coming off of back-to-back 11-win seasons. Uh, they went 9-0, really proving themselves they're a real program. Oh, yeah. Still, still ranked eighth. Like, you talk mm. about hitting your ceiling. Like, the that's, ceiling. that's it right there. there. It I, I did see one thing being like, uh, the only way to, like, or uh, Luke Fickle and company are only getting started at Cincinnati. Like, I... I no, I don't think they are getting started, done. per they're se. Done. I think that they just saw where the end of the road kind of leads to, and no, that's a New Year's Six Bowl loss to an SEC team. Like, we yeah. say, fine, that's good, that's hey. solid, but there yeah. are better patchers out there. Yeah. It's, that's the infuriating thing, because it's nothing. The program they have built is nothing to hang your head about. But no. you need to acknowledge the reality of a reality the facts. checks. Yeah. You're yeah. in the G5. You're in the American. Nice conference. Some good teams. Your, your stadium is named after someone who <laughs> got a spike wound and then so much chicken poop infiltrated his blood that he died a few weeks after due to the it's infections. An that's an honest-to-God true story, too. That's, it is. That's it is. truly what, what happened there. Go, go look up Nippert Stadium and Wikipedia if you have no Nippert idea what I'm talking stadium. about. Historic yeah. Nippert Stadium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Named <sighs> after a guy who... I was going to say bit the bullet, but bit the chicken poop. Uh, They should be over the freaking moon. You just got a legit power five defensive coordinator through no fault of his own. It's not like he got fired. No. Like you normally get a fired guy. Yeah. That's, that's what you get. You get the guy who got fired from Texas. Yeah. You get the guy who got fired from Miami. I, I just did a Manny Diaz connection there. I don't know why I did that. It was an accident. You get the guy who was fired from Penn State. You don't get the guy who had really nice five-year stretch at Michigan State, an even longer stretch as a very successful special teams coordinator, linebacker coach, and got screwed over by his old boss retiring at the absolute wrong time. You don't get that person. You got him. You got so lucky. You're still Cincinnati. You don't get to poach people. Just because your head coach is an idiot and doesn't know when to take a job that's presented to him doesn't yeah, mean your program story. is special. 
Yeah. God. There you go, Bearcat fans. I, I've been trying to rile Will up for months, and I've got nowhere close to, to that. Like we say, like, hey, you guys are awesome. We're better than no, no. You're you're in. <laughs> like someone literally said, like something about the college football playoff, and like Trestle couldn't oh, be there. What I say, like, he coached in college football playoff. Yeah, but then what happened? He's your coach now. Why are you shit talking your coach? Sweetheart, like, I'm trying to tell you, it's, it's, it's all you okay. Just, you just got a really good defensive coach who's had a ton of success at a higher level of football than your crappy program plays in. Yo, we're going to go to the playoff. We're playing Indiana and Notre Dame. Oh, both those teams are going to beat your ass. Yeah, I don't know if you guys are going to be doing that. And they might win. They're, they're good. I mean, they have a good team. Pandemic really helped them out with getting to bring oh, all sure. their old guys oh, sure. back. Oh, of none course of them, it did. Yeah, they're not like there's a couple pros, but they're not. They're all like kind of fringy. They're just really yeah. good, experienced players. We'll see. And then Ritter came back. Stunner. He was a pro. Yeah. He was a pro. And then you get Fickle for a year because only a few jobs could come open, and none of them that he wanted to take. And man. But no, I'm sure Luke Fickle's going to stay at Cincinnati for the next decade. All right. Decade plus, yeah. Let's talk about some actual uh, potential candidates for Michigan State's new opening in the assistant coaches room. And also, oh, you know what? I'll bring it up later. First, Matt, a word from rockauto.com. Rock Auto! If you got a car, you got to go to Rock Auto! RockAuto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to RockAuto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic car or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. And best of all, prices at RockAuto.com are always reliably low. And the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? You wouldn't do it. doesn't make sense. You'd be a clown. You'd be a clown. Big circus clown. Big old red nose. So don't do it. Instead, go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in there. How did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection. Reliably low prices. All the parts your car will ever need. Rockauto.com. NFL analyst Brian Peacock and former NFL scout Matt Williamson host Locked On's Peacock and Williamson every Monday through Friday. Brian and Matt are going to give you the national perspective all around the league, covering all the latest news and insight on every game, team, and move around the NFL. Get your picks, previews, and much more every weekday with the Peacock and Williamson podcast, proudly part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, Matt, so let's go through some names. And just to start... I think you'll probably, I, I, I don't know, we're probably going to see a, someone just directly slide in at safeties and you keep all the rules kind of the same. Gotcha. But keep in mind, like Harlan Barnett is perfectly capable of coaching both corners and safeties. Probably. He's done yeah. it all his career. And with a, a head coach that is a former defensive backs coach, like it, it happens all the time. Like that's a totally normal thing. So... You know, you could get a defensive ends coach, right? Michigan State had done that before. You could get, well, I guess they're only using two linebackers. So, you, you like, some schools do inside linebackers, outside linebackers, right? right. Mm-hmm. Some hire, like, a straight, uh, whatever, something, assistant, something or other, slash recruiting coordinator, and that's, like, an on-field assistant. 
who primarily does sort of off-field things but helps with different groups. Associate head coach, that's one, right? That kind of gets yeah. thrown in there. So it may not be a direct replacement for Trestle as a safeties coach, but we are going to kind of go down that path with these names because they match what we've sort of heard. So Steve Klinkscale, Matt. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's the name you're probably going to hear the most, whether there's a chance of it or not. Uh, he's the, the defensive backs coach at Kentucky. Mm-hmm. And Tucker uh, tried to hire him when he got to Michigan State last year. Uh, and Klinkscale decided to stay at Kentucky. Again, mid-February, after signing day, tough to make a hire at that point. He almost got there with Vince Merrow from Kentucky, but Vince uh, got a big raise as well. I'm not sure if Klinkscale got a raise last year, but he's the one that uh, makes a ton of sense given Mel really tried to get him last year. He's a defensive backs guy, and you could easily put um, like defensive backs slash recruiting coordinator as his title, give him yeah. a pay raise from what he's getting right now, like safety slash recruiting coordinator. Sure. Give him a pay raise from Kentucky, and that would make sense for him as, you know, it's maybe it's a, a lateral-ish move. But the pay raise, the added job title, like it's not going to put him in any sort of worse spot if you're looking for Clink, from Clink Scales' perspective. So it's something that could make sense as a move for him to do if he wants to. Um, the reason you're hearing his name is, well, him and Tucker obviously have a connection. But beyond that, uh, he's kind of an ace. He's a good recruiter. Him and Detroit have a connection. That's that's what really uh, perks the uh, the old eyebrows mm-hmm. up. Will mm-hmm. he gets them gets Kentucky in with a lot of kids that they really don't have any business being in on. Completely, uh, yeah. <laughs> like it's we we forget it's Kentucky. <laughs> So it's a fine school, but man, sure. you talk like yourself in the food chain in the SEC. Yeah, we, Look, we all know where Kentucky lays. Yeah, they had, yeah. They had a good year two years ago. That was a lot of fun with Lynn Bowden balling yeah. out, but oh, it, reality sets in eventually. Yeah. Um, but for players like Rayshon Benny, for example, like his mm-hmm. final three was like Michigan State, Michigan, and Kentucky or something yeah. like that. Like uh, Justin he, Rogers. <laughs> yeah, that's, Justin that's Rogers. That's who Clink is, is credited to. Yeah, Justin Rogers, the one he actually pulled. Uh, five-star player from Oak Park. So that is the the reason why you're going to hear his name a lot. There had been some scuttlebutt that there's communication, had been communication, because as we discussed, not really a shock that Trestle would want to get out. And I'm sure he'd been like, hey, just so you know, I'm, a, I'm going for the Indiana defensive coordinator job. And mm-hmm. Tucker was probably like, I should call some people. <laughs> yeah. Just to make Better sure. do some networking. See, see how everyone's yeah, doing. Send a Christmas going. card out. Yeah. Um, so there was message board scuttlebutt from legitimate people, not just your typical crap, that there was communication there. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know anything beyond that. You don't know anything beyond that. No. We'll see. It's. I just know that's days. the crown jewel of this whole thing. It's like clean scale would be a complete win. Um, that would be probably the biggest win because you're going to be poaching them away. Although I think there are some other like really fantastic candidates for this. If they go defensive backs. Hit me. Okay. Yeah. So Tyson Summers. Okay. Do you know who Tyson Summers is? Sure don't. I was uh, hoping that he really wouldn't ask me that. Um, <laughs> uh, here we are. 
No, you're good. Summers was Mel's defensive coordinator at Colorado. Oh, okay, okay, He's, okay. Yeah, he stuck around when, oh, excuse me, when Tucker left. I don't know if that bodes well or if it was a contract thing or if that was maybe his choice. or Maybe mm-hmm. Mel was just like, yeah, I don't like you. <laughs> um, but they worked together at Georgia as well, uh, and he was a head coach at Georgia Southern. He just got let go by uh, Durrell there at Colorado, even though Colorado kind of had a better season than expected, and I think we're definitely better on defense than uh, we're expected. So we've got a connection with Tucker, and he has coached safeties before at a couple different stops along his career. Uh, also has done linebackers as well, but, you know, Ross Ellis is there. We'll see. A name. Uh, another one that I think is a pretty strong candidate that wouldn't excite people, but I think would be a really good hire is Traveris Tillman, Matt. Okay. He is currently a senior assistant coach for your Michigan State Spartans. Yeah, gotcha. Okay, okay. Yep. Uh, he was Tucker's defensive backs coach at Colorado, and he was a defensive GA uh, doing defensive back work at Georgia while Mel Tucker was the defensive coordinator there. Um, here, actually, Thind, Justin Thind uh, from Rivals sent me just his little resume thing because he, he, he likes him. Uh, but Traveris Tillman played seven years uh, in the NFL, was at Georgia for three years as a GA slash analyst, uh, defensive backs coach, and a young guy who would be, you would think, a good recruiter, someone coming from the Tucker tree, so to speak. You would imagine that recruiting is something he could excel at. So okay. uh, those are some good names. Other ones that I, I think all three of those are somewhat realistic. I think they'll make a good run at Clink, and they'll throw a bunch of money at him and make him make a decision. So let's say for sake of conversation and argument, mm-hmm. like Clink scale is a 10, right? Yeah. On the 1 to 10 scale. But what would those other two guys be on, on your meter? Would they be like a 7? Would they be an 8? Or what, what, what would you call those guys in comparison to Clink scale? Probably somewhere between a 6 and an 8. Like they're okay. gonna be, All the names I'm going to give you are like pretty solid. Okay. You're not giving us any are, schmucks here? No. Those are a little bit like less sexy, but like. For right. even for Tillman, like that's a good resume for a guy to hire to his yeah. first Power Five assistant coach job. It's similar to uh, like William Peegler's, the running backs coach, mm-hmm. who was in his first year as a Power Five assistant last year. Like, sure, look, man, good coaches uh, at at one point in their life were assistants <laughs> and like were that's graduate true. assistants. Yeah. Like they have to get you know. So just because he's a younger, inexperienced guy doesn't mean it's a bad hire. It could be you know youthful energy step up in recruiting and summers has a, a nice resume as well. He's been a head coach, been in DC coach defensive backs before like that. You know, you could do worse than that for uh, one of your assistant coaches. A couple other names to keep in mind. I think these two are less likely, but they're, they're worth mentioning because there are sort of connections and they would be really nice hires. Okay. Archie Collins is a mm-hmm. name you've probably heard. Yeah. Uh, he's the current secondary coach at Pittsburgh. For some of our older listeners, you may remember Archie. Not older, <laughs> but like older than you and I. Yeah, yeah. Which we're not young. Don't, don't young totally anymore. insult them. Come on. <laughs> no, no, I'm not. For some of our listeners who <laughs> went, veteran listeners, yeah, who went to Michigan State in the '90s, yeah. you may remember Archie Collins. He played safety for MSU from I think '96 to '98. 
and then he was actually a, a graduate assistant uh, at Michigan State under Mark D'Antonio from 2010 to 2012. Went to Central, did secondary slash passing game defensive coordinator work there. And then uh, Dews hired him to go coach the secondary at Pitt. Probably a horizontal-ish hire or step for him. Maybe a little step up because I think Michigan State's a better program than Pitt and has deeper pockets than Pitt. Mm-hmm. He can get a raise and he's got the connection there. Yeah, like it, it, It's his school. So maybe I don't really see it as something that's likely to happen, but it'd be a really nice hire. He's a really good coach. He's a young guy. One of the guys that you hear about, it's like, oh, he's going to be a star. He's just, you know, as soon as he, he's going to be one of the up-and-comers. So another name there, Archie Collins. And then this one is, I think, a really long shot, but someone threw it out to me, so might as well. Nick Saban. Nick Saban, Matt. Nice. Love it. Get after uh, it, baby. <laughs> Derek Ansley. Actually, you know, Nick Saban is kind of a common thread here. Derek Ansley. Have you heard of him? No, I, you know what? I, I would love to lie to you and say that I did, but I would hate to get stuck in a follow-up question where I really can't tell you who he is. So, no. Um, he was Jeremy Pruitt's defensive coordinator at Tennessee. Oh, yeah, things are going well down there. Yeah. So he's, he's got a busy offseason ahead of him, I'm he's, sure. He's, he's open for a job. Is he? Okay. <laughs> um, you would assume so. Ah, shoot. Given that there, there appears to be a coup going on with uh, – Kevin Steele somehow. Yeah, anyway, that happens. Derek Ansley was actually hired to replace Tucker at Alabama. So Tucker left to be the D coordinator at Georgia, and Saban hired Derek Ansley to uh, coach defensive backs in Tucker's place. So they just missed each other there. Ansley was also a GA at Alabama as well. Coached against each other in this SEC for a couple of years. I would imagine just with that sort of Saban tree connection that -hmm. they know each other and they're both defensive backs guys. That's what Ainsley coached uh, positionally. He might honestly get a shot to be a D coordinator somewhere. Like it's not like he was a pretty well thought of guy is a pretty well thought of guy. Um, But if he's, you know, it's late in the cycle, if he's not getting a sniff and he's like, yeah, I'm going to have to be a position coach again for a year. It looks like before going somewhere else. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it would be a really nice hire. It'd be a fantastic hire. I don't think it'd be like I'm like point oh one percent, but it's not zero because of there is some connection there. Well, I I don't think yeah, like I said, don't think it happened. Just a name that's like, hey, wouldn't that be fun? I, I, yeah, I mean, I don't think it's as far fetched as it sounds when you really walk everything through. I mean. But still, at the end of the day, yeah. Yeah. maybe like 2.3% chance I have him. <laughs> oh, 2.3%. Wow. I'm feeling saucy. Oh. I know. I know. I'm still going 0.01. <laughs> Getting nuts. I'm still going 0.01. Okay. Uh, yeah. Those are some names to keep in mind. Clink scale, probably the the big one that everyone wants. That would be the, the number one guy, Tyson Summers, Traveris Tillman, and then a couple other long shots, Archie Collins and Derek Ansley. So we'll see how this uh, this search goes, Matt. We're back in the coaching search already. It's great. Get get your sneaker eyes out, everyone. It, it's great. <laughs> get updated on your footwear trends. This is going to be a, a great next few days or weeks here. Yeah, I think this is going to be a little bit more chill, and we're just going to like figure it out in a couple of days. Like, oh, hey, we just hired this person. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah. So, all right, that's going to do it for us here on Lockdown Spartans. Thanks so much for listening to the show. Remember to rate, review, subscribe. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We will be back tomorrow, and maybe we'll be talking about some new rumors with a defensive coach or maybe uh, some sad basketball stuff. Probably, you know what we should yeah. talk about? How Xavier Tillman took four games to be starting. In the NBA. Uh, that needs to have its own dialogue. You know, yeah. I, yeah I'll, I'll talk to you after we're done recording. Let's talk yeah, about yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That's going to do it for us. Rate, review, subscribe. Rate, review, subscribe. Matt, what is our trivia fact whatever? Tuesday, January 19th, it is a trivia question. Who set a Michigan State men's basketball career scoring record with his 24.2 points per game averaging from 1971 to 1974? <gasps> we're going to go back oh. here a little bit, Will. Yeah. Um, 1971 to 1974? Yeah, that's, that's not a time frame we're too familiar with. I know. I, was, I heard scoring whatever, and I was like, Raspert. Yeah, right. Um, uh, yeah, that's, that's my, a, yeah, that's right. That my, is my not nineteen seventy one. Jumping Johnny Green was in the sixties, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. I think you're right, but that would have been my guess as well. Just because I, I, uh, I get no so idea. lost in decades when we go back that far. Who is um, it? It is Mike Robinson. Mm. It is Mike Robinson. Average twenty four point two points per game from seventy one okay. to seventy four. All right, guys, that's trivia. That's the, that's the episode, I guess. Uh, All right, guys. See ya. Go green.